Welcome to another episode of That Some Crazy Shit with Kelly and James. My name is Kelly and my co-host is my brother from another mother, Mr. James. What's up, How's dude? it going, my friend? It is going really well. Um, I'm excited. I'm always excited when we have a podcast guest, but you know, we've talked about ghosts in the past, my friend. And I said, God, you know, I would really like to talk to somebody who's like maybe done some ghost investigations and voila, we have somebody that actually owns a ghost investigation company. Thank you, universe. Yeah. Thank you, universe. That's really cool because um, I know that's your thing. It's not my thing, but I would definitely say that ghost uh, ghost hunting equals crazy shit. It does. It does. And that's in, you know, I, I don't know how many of our listeners know, but that was one of the catalysts that started the podcast with me having an encounter, you know? And so it is crazy shit. And then like, we, we it was funny because we, we were talking about it. <clears throat> We kept saying we wanted someone to come on, and, and you know, here comes Rita. Yeah, because we've talked to people who say they see ghosts, right? Yes. Communicate with ghosts, whatever, yes. you know, but we've never talked to anybody that, you know, is going on these investigations like all the time. Right. And so uh, we are very, very happy and lucky and blessed to have Rita Olson of AZ Ghost Adventures. She's going to come on and talk to us, James. Well, let's do it then. All right. Well, let's do it. Welcome to the podcast. Our guest today, Rita Olson of AZ Ghost Adventures. Rita, thank you so much for being a part of That Some Crazy Shit and coming on the podcast. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. So we've had people that say they can see ghosts, people that say they have talked to ghosts, people that have even been on ghost investigations. But I was telling James, I want to talk to somebody who runs the investigation, right? Because you probably see a lot of stuff. I do. And the benefit is I have seen ghosts and I have talked to ghosts and I, or I should say spirits, and I have been spoken to by spirits. And um, so I kind of feel like everything that's happened in my past has been a culmination leading up to this point with me having this company. So I just got to ask you, you own this company. Like, how do you how do you buy or start a ghost company? I mean, how do you do that? Well, I was fortunate enough um, after moving to Arizona Uh, that there was a company and I started attending their investigations. And I was telling the previous owner these experiences that I've had. And, you know, you always kind of tread lightly because you don't want someone to think that you're a little crazy. (laughs) Actually, yes. Yeah. And as someone who works in healthcare and mental health, yes, you're absolutely right. And um, so I was attending these investigations and then I was attending more and I was having a lot of paranormal activity happen around me at these investigations. So much so that when I started attending all of them um, as 
as like an assistant investigator. And I would go out early. You always get to your sites early uh, before your guests arrive. And I would go there early and do a walkthrough and have a sit down. And there were some areas of some places that I was drawn to. And it just, it's like the spirits remember you or um, in my case, working in healthcare, uh, they, you know, in hospitals, abandoned hospitals, they, they knew that you had that empathetic side uh, to hearing them. Um, so yeah, I just was, it just started rolling. And then the person who owned the company had to move and asked me if I was interested in buying it. And it, it was not even a second of thought. It was, of course, I want to do this. So it's a lot of work. I mean, you want you want to make sure that you have all your T's crossed and your I's dotted. Things like, you know, things that people don't think about, like business licenses and liability insurance and, and you know, equipment and having a budget and, and just making sure that it's an all around um, wonderful experience and safe experience for our guests that we have because we do have some crazy shit happen. So. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting, Rita. A lot of our guests say the kind of the same thing that they're kind of they're led to where they uh, come to the point where they're at, where like you're, they're they're interested in ghosts, or you know, some people they're just led down the path and they find out they're an empath or a psychic. I think it's interesting. I, I don't know if people make that connection. You know, that I, I think they're brought to to these things. They you know they find their way yeah. to. These yeah, I mean, I I had a I had a um, I don't talk about it too often, um, but I had a near death experience when I was quite young. I was seven, and I had a a pretty awful accident. And in talking to people uh, who attend my investigations, I'm finding that a lot of them that have had paranormal experiences happening over a period of time have also had either death or near-death experiences. So we've really been looking into that um, because what's the connection there? Did it, you know, you hear about that veil. Did it somehow thin that veil that makes uh, the spirit world just that much closer to you? And uh, in fact, we were at one investigation at an old jail and lo and behold, out of out of 20 people, six of us had had, and we just started talking with each other and it all came about that we had near death experiences or one, two of them actually had uh, death experiences where they were brought back. And it's just like, well, that's odd. It is an odd connection. What's the connection with that? Yeah, because I, like I said, I've had experiences as far back as I can remember Seven's a pretty young age, and um, and I didn't I didn't talk about it a lot because you would see something or hear something, and you you if you talk about it, people will think you're crazy. It wasn't until about um, oh what twenty years ago when the when the ghost shows the paranormal shows started becoming a thing on television that it you know that it, it that it became more accepted but even in this day and age people kind of give you that sideways look i mean i'm i'm really glad that i have a you know that i've had a long professional career um so 
people know that I'm on the up and up. So when they hear me talking about this and and um, can can speak about it uh, concisely, that it's a, it, then they then they are a little bit more intrigued, and it's you know it's a little bit more believable. So so yeah, it's it's definitely interesting getting the message out. So when people go on the investigations, do you find that people come for the entertainment value because they're skeptics and they want to be made believers? Or do you find that most people are coming who are believers who are just maybe looking for some answers or whatever confirmation? Yeah. And that's a wonderful question. Um, I, as someone posed me that question not too long ago, are you, do you consider yourself a historian? Because we do go into the historical background of the locations we're at. Um, they said, are you a historian? Are you an entertainer? And I said, I, I, I know it's, it's not about that. It's about the experience. Everyone has a different experience and it's never my place to to judge that experience. We all we all uh, feel things differently. We do have people that come and they are true believers and they they will, and, and like myself, they can go to the same place multiple times and have different experiences. I, I do believe that the spirits there, they get to know you, they get to trust you. Just, you know, they were people before. They have the same, the same type of emotional background that we have um we and we do have some people that come in and they're skeptics and i think skepticism hard word that's that's a good thing to have that's that's very healthy to be skeptic you don't want to believe everything that is put in front of you especially in in the paranormal world um but we've had we've had a few in fact i was on uh, the phone with a photographer that uh, had wanted to come to some of our locations and he he came out and was super excited about uh, uh, photographing these historical locations but said I'm a skeptic I don't believe in these things I said that's okay I mean I'm happy to have a photographer to take some wonderful pictures for us right by the end of the evening he was like holy cow I I can't I can't believe what I've experienced tonight. And he, and and then these are things that he caught with photographic evidence also. Um, And it's, so it's nice. It's nice when you have someone come in and they say they're a skeptic and that's fair enough. I, I, my job is not to change anybody's mind. My, my job is to allow you to have whatever experience that you are open to having. I can't make it happen. I can't make it not happen. That's that's you know, that's up to the spirits and the location and the person who's attending. And we've had some people that are uh, very far and few between that are so skeptical that they might be a little, maybe, why are you on this with us? But, right. You know, yeah. But it's it's it's. But I I think our I think enough people know about our business and the level of um, investigating that we do that it, they don't come for the entertainment it's That's it's serious so, so how, they, how do you pick your sites how do you know where to go and and my other question is like people will say well we go to an old warehouse or we go to an old hospital and my thing is what's 
from stopping people from going without you. Do, do you know what I mean? Well, the police. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So you have permission to go to these places. Yeah, we have contracts. We have contracts with the locations that we go to and we legally rent them um, from the owners. Uh, you know, we have to carry things like liability insurance and a, and a license to also go into these locations. Um, some of the locations we go into are not open to the public for public investigations. We will be conducting one very soon at the uh, arts building, which is the old courthouse in Globe, Arizona, and it's right next to the jail that we do investigate with groups. Um, so it's, it's, and we, we never, we never promote that someone just go somewhere that's abandoned or private property uh, on their own. I mean, we, we, we're, we're on the up and up about it. And again, we want people to be safe too. So we, we fortunately, when I bought the company, we had a list of locations and, um, and it's just, it's just getting out there and talking, talking to businesses and talking to people. Um, we do have some locations that we do privately. We don't take groups there. And I fortunate enough, I happen to live right on the Tonto forest here, the Tonto national forest in Arizona. And there's a location near me that is quite active, so I can hop in my car and be there in 10 minutes. We have, we, we have a lot of um, old Hohokam tribal land in the oh. area that I live in. So is the, for, is the forest haunted? It is, yeah. <laughs> Something about haunted forest. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and I like what you said earlier, Chirito, uh, um, you have the skeptics and how you have photographic proof. Kelly and I have talked about this so much. People will not believe this stuff unless they have the quote-unquote proof. And even then, you can show them a you know, photograph or something and they, you know, they still won't believe it sometimes. But I like the way that you're gathering proof and, and information so that you can back these up. Yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, unfortunately, we can't have a camera everywhere all of the time. We're not a large television show that oh, yeah. invests $100,000 into equipment. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a little disheartening when you get people that you have, you know, multiple pictures in a row showing something. And then people are like, well, why don't you have video evidence? Well, yeah, exactly. I only have so many cameras and sometimes things just happen that you don't that you don't expect to happen. Um, so, but as we grow, we're doing more. We're we're actually quite lucky because we recently, without giving away too much, we recently filmed with one of the national shows. Um, and it was a location where I had quite a bit of evidence and both video, audio, and photographic. And for them to look at my evidence and say, wow, that is probably some of the best evidence we've ever seen. Um, and, oh, then to, and then to go to the location and have, have and be told that this is probably one of the most active locations we've ever been to, that's, 
that's a pretty nice thing to hear. That's so exciting. Kind of like it yeah. kind of like just pushes those naysayers. Yeah, that's yeah. big. Naysayers. And you know what? And, and but but honestly, it's kind of a good thing to have naysayers because it keeps you on your toes. Right. I don't I don't ever want to get lazy about um, what I put out there, and I. It, it makes me think about okay, how can we make ourselves better? Because again, it's the experience that our guests—we call them our guest investigators. It's it's an interactive investigation. Our guests have equipment just like we do, and they're investigating right alongside. We we show them how to use it. They're investigating right alongside us, and then they have opportunity um, before the investigation ends to do their own independent investigating. So. And, let me ask you a question before you, because that, that just makes me think of something. As somebody who's never gone on a ghost investigation, right? And let's say that I booked to go on um, an investigation with, with your company. As somebody who's never been, who has, has no expectations, what should I expect? As far as like what's going to happen, like you're going to give me equipment, you're going to show me how to use it. What should oh, okay. I expect? I thought you meant paranormal. No, as far as I know, you can't tell me that. But as far as like what what do you do to help me have a good experience? Yeah, no, that's that's a wonderful question. We have we go through an introduction when the people first get there. Um, of course, we do our housekeeping, going about you know what's allowed in the building, what's not allowed in the building, um, and what the itinerary will be. And then we go through the equipment and show you what the equipment is and how it works, how not to use it. Because a lot of the equipment, even the, even the simplest things like the K2 meters, if you have your phone nearby, you're going to get a false reading. And we don't want that to happen. We don't, we don't want anyone to have um, false ideas about what's happening on our investigations. So we explain all the equipment to them and we let them know also that we've gone through the buildings beforehand and we put out trigger objects that we like to use like when we're at a school we may have out some dolls or some books or whatever over the years that i have found it gets the best response at those locations i also bring gifts every time i go to a location i wouldn't go to someone's house without a gift so and to the spirits that's their home I always tell them, this is your home, I'm just a guest. So we bring things that the spirits might like, like candy or whiskey or cigars that stay wrapped or in the, at the jail, cigarettes, things like that. And um, I find that our responses are uh, heightened when we do that. And it, and it truly, come, we're not just throwing things out there. It, it truly comes from, um, I think a lot a lot of what happens to us comes from our intent. So mm -hmm. our intent truly is to say, thank you for allowing us in your home. We understand this is your home, we'll be respectful and we've brought these gifts for you. Um, and so the people know that they'll be, when they're going through the buildings that things will be set out and that's why we've set those things out. And, and you know, people, I would have to say, usually if someone's come on an investigation, they've seen a ghost show or two. And so they kind of have in their mind what they would like to use. Um, a lot of people like to use dowsing rods. I give them a brief educational uh, way to use those. I love, honestly, the dowsing rods are one of my favorite pieces of equipment. And, you know, it's historically they, they go back very far and um, it's, and you're not using, you're, you're not getting that chance of electronic 
interference or anything like that. And um, in fact, we were use, I was using the dowsing rods uh, when we were filming with this show the other day and they were having quite a bit of activity outside at their equipment table. And the equipment manager was like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? And I said, well, this is what happens here. And I asked him if I could go over to the table with my dowsing rods. And they were, they were pushing against each other so hard that you could actually hear them grinding in the video the wow. copper grinding against each other so we so paranormal investigators tend to have their own preferences what they like to use um and for me one of one of my favorite things is the dowsing rods but getting back to your question i'm sorry it was like squirrel <laughs> <laughs> you it would be it we educate and if someone hasn't used a piece of equipment it, it's at that point that they could say oh i'd love to try this and the great thing is throughout the evening you know, they can try different pieces of equipment. We, tr we try to have enough on hand so people um, can get a good experience using different things. That's interesting. We, uh, we had a, a guest that uh, talked about dowsing rods mm -hmm. and uh, he used it to find water and stuff. And I had actually been on an investigation um, where they had K2 meters and flare and stuff. And I was excited to try the dowsing rods. And we actually had pretty good response with yes and no questions and we asked how many spirits there were to tap and I was excited and I actually got some dowsing rods for uh, Christmas so I'm excited yeah they're they're pretty uh, they're pretty amazing and it's the simplest things that you can get a wonderful response from so so yeah and I mean and we we have we go from you know the simplest thing like a dowsing rod all the way up to the SLS cameras and the portals. And the SLS cameras are, those are the cameras that show the stick figures. Um, and the portals are the, the boxes that are, you know, they assist the spirits in speaking to you through, you know, electronic feedback. Um, one of the things that we have been having a lot of luck with are SD sessions. And that is where uh, one person is uh, sensory deprived, so they'll have on noise canceling headphones and they'll have an iPad on. They can't see anything and they can't hear anything. And then we have the spirit box connected to that. And so all they can hear is what's coming through on the spirit box. They cannot hear the questions that I'm asking. And it can be pretty amazing. We have, and we record these, of course, full-blown conversations. And the person can be down the hall from me and i'll ask a question and they'll make a response and we have we have two locations where it's three i take that back three locations where it's it's pretty intense some of the some of the sessions that we've had and we allow our guests to do that um you know to 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 have the the headgear on and to try it um again we if it seems like it's getting really intense i'll stop it because i always my the safety of our guests is what's most important but um but yeah we've had some we've had some pretty great sessions with that well i've seen it done and that is pretty especially uh you know when they're answering and it's relative to what you're speaking about exactly. and you know it all goes together then it's like you know that is pretty exactly. amazing yeah yeah have you ever have come across any sites with any malevolent or not so kind spirits or ghosts? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and are those places that you still investigate or do you choose not to? 
Um, no, there's there's still locations that I investigate because you can have a blend of spirits at at sites. Um, the one that we were just filming at actually, uh, someone was scratched down in the basement. And I had warned them. I had said, hey, listen, the spirit down in the basement here, it's got sociopathic tendencies. It's, um, it used to yell and scream at me and cuss me, you know, cuss me out, call me every dirty name in the book. And then when it realized that I wasn't bending to that, that that just wasn't going to intimidate me, then it started, you know, being very charismatic to me. And you could tell the voices would change on, on the equipment that we were using. And I gave I gave the crew a heads up that it doesn't like men, and it it can you know it could be quite dangerous. And um, and sure enough, someone got scratched down there. And we always do a cleansing afterwards. We have an empath that we work with, and uh, you know so we do we do our prayers and our cleansing afterwards, and we we offer that up for our guests also, um, just to. You know, not only not only a cleansing prayer, but a prayer for St. Christopher to to get him safely home. Uh, he's a patron saint of traveling, and some of these people travel for several hours to get to us. But um, but we, you know, you learn and you know you don't poke you don't poke the bear, right? So we don't allow anyone to um, try to do that. So there's a different, and, and yeah. I, even the benevolent spirits, I tell this is your home again. Thank you for allowing me here. And thank you for communicating with me. I'm just a guest here. And I have found that you get much more activity with that than with trying to instigate. In fact, I, I one time, um, was instigating at one of our locations at a jail and something followed me home, something attached to me. And I, I've had spirits in my house all my life. I'm used to seeing things and having things move and having things happen. But when you see someone who you know doesn't belong there, and that's a whole different story. So, um, so I heed my own warning now very well. But yeah, we just we don't allow people to to do that on our investigations. You know what I like, Phoebe? Is I've been on a, a few investigations, and some of them. Don't t- they take it really lightly, like you said? Is you know you don't poke the bear, and you know they've I gone in investigations where they don't say any kind of cleansing or protection, you know, mm-hmm. prayer or spell, whatever you want to call it. And it's like those make me nervous because you know I always walk off to the side if I'm on one of these and do my own little thing. But you know people need to take this seriously. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I like the way you said you don't poke the bear. You know, you don't. Just, you don't yeah. What they call provoking. You don't right. provoke. Yeah it's you know we we've seen we had one time where i mean things were we have video things were literally falling off of shelves and it's like okay i get it i get it you know i'm here learning a story and i told a lot of the spirits that my job here is to learn your story and tell it and that's you know that's about all I can do is to try to get the story forward. I, I truly feel that's that's why my path has led me to doing this. But no, we we don't provoke. That's. Do you consider yourself an empath? I don't consider myself an empath. I consider myself um, intuitive. Uh, 
I, like I said, I think people have things happen that uh, thin that veil. Um, I have had premonitory dreams. Um, I have seen shadow figures. I have seen full-bodied apparitions. I've had, uh, you know, the whole poltergeist type activity happening. Um, I even where I live now, I have I have a lot of things happening, and it's 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 just um, yeah. I you know, and it's hard. It's hard when I would never call myself a medium. I don't I don't sit down and look at you and say oh, I'm gonna. I'm, I see your family members. That's I don't have that ability. Um, but I, again, I think that things come to me. The whole premonition thing is is weird. I don't know where that falls into because it's not all the time. Um, but everything else, I, I just say I'm intuitive. I kind of, I'll be at an investigation site and we'll be doing something and then a story will come to me mm-hmm. about, about whoever it is that we're having come through. And that story will come to me and I'll start talking about it and then the activity will increase. So the mm. sensitive of sorts, um, yeah, but but definitely not a medium. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you, learn more about um, AZ Ghost Adventures, how do they do that? Well, they can visit, we have two Facebook sites. We have AZ Ghost Adventures, um, and then we also have AZ Ghost Adventures Evidence and Discussion because on the evidence and discussion, that's where people can openly post things and, you know, have conversations. We encourage conversations about anything paranormal. Uh, And um, because who are we to say that, you know, UFOs, well, they do fall in the realm of paranormal because paranormal just means para is just something that goes alongside. Right. Paranormal is not spirits only. Paranormal is just something that, you know, runs alongside our normal world. Yep. Um, Bigfoot, I'm not, I don't know too much about Bigfoot. I'm um, your man. Uh, you should have never, <laughs> never mentioned Bigfoot. Never mentioned Bigfoot, Rita, with James around. It's a whole nother discussion. I used to live in the foothills of Mount Rainier, so we were pretty oh, far up there. And I'm like, oh, we'd go, we'd go out camping or go for mountain rides, and it's like I'm gonna see Bigfoot one of these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you do, come back on and tell us. <laughs> yeah. Is is there a website? Yes, uh, azghostadventures.com, and our email is uh, azghostadventures at gmail.com. So we're keeping it simple, and so it's all the same. You can find us under the same name for everything, and we are in the process of putting together our YouTube channel, which we um, hopefully will have out by uh, the end of the first quarter. And um, and then I would love, my big goal is to have a podcast of my own, hopefully within the next year so. Nice, nice. Well, we I'm wish glad. you all the best. Rita, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with us. It's absolutely fascinating. You are welcome. And you are welcome to come back anytime you'd like. Like when you get that new podcast launch, come back on and we'll help you promote it. Well, and I actually, um, I was talking with my daughter-in-law. She is an ordained, she is one of our investigators and she's an ordained minister and she studies divinations and different ways of communicating with the spirits. And that's been a passion of hers for a while. 
so yes, I, I think that would be a wonderful uh, topic yes. to, to discuss different that ways would. to communicate with the spirits. Absolutely. So yeah, I can't wait to have you come back. Thank you so yeah. much. Hey, thank you guys. Well, it's funny how that worked out, Kel. You know, we talked about having an investigator. Rita comes on, she drops all this knowledge on us. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Even she said her reluctance to come out and talk about this because people would think what? She was crazy. Right. And then just, you know, it's like, how do you even own a ghost investigation company? I mean, she bought hers from somebody, right? right? The opportunity came for her to actually purchase it. But I mean, that's not something that you think about buying every day. No, and, that's, and it's something that's not available, you would think. I don't know, maybe it was at the time. You know what? When we have her back on, we should ask her about the previous owner and why they sold it. Yeah. It's interesting how you even get that set up, how you even start a ghost investigation company. I think that's just, that's a true entrepreneur right there. That is. That is because it's, it's, uh, it's very niche it, it, it really weird. is. It yeah. really is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we finally got to talk to somebody like that. Woohoo! But you told me to remind you about an app. What? Oh, and you said yeah. you were going to talk about it for random bullshit. So this is the random bullshit segment of the podcast, people. And James, you had said remind you of a weird app. Yeah, okay. Like an app so, for your phone? Yeah, an app for your phone. And I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's random nodding, nodding, M, or excuse me, R-A-N-D-O-N-A-U-T-I-N-G. Okay. okay. And I have, I have heard about this, you know, on the internet and things. So you get this app and, and what it does is it takes your location and then it generates these random locations around you that you go use your GPS to go to, okay? Okay. Now there's some crazy stuff linked to some of these stories, okay? Some of the things I've seen on YouTube is this guy goes, takes him in the middle of fucking some forest. There's this car sitting in the middle of this fucking forest, okay? And like he starts hearing voices and all this shit, okay? There's other things where people have gone and seen quote unquote ghosts. You know, they found dead bodies. Okay. So when my nephew, or excuse me, when my cousins came to visit, he told me, he brought it up. He reminded, he reminded, he had it. Okay. And this is, this is funny. So he's like, yeah, three months old. You know, you, you remember the, the cousins, Omar. And I remember Ronda. the cousins. Yeah. So he's, yeah, you know, download it and all this stuff. So I download it and I'm like, you know, and we were talking about it. And I said, well, have you ever done it? He's like, yeah, no. <laughs> but he wants me to do it, you know? So. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So I haven't done it, but I think it's interesting. It's like they, you know, it's supposed to be just randomly generated. But how are they finding these weird locations where there's this car that's in the middle of nowhere and this guy hears voices? You know, okay, literally. So, look it up. So look wait a minute. So wait a minute. 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 Time out. Time out. So you mean to tell me? I just want to make sure I'm understanding you. So stay with me here. You mean to tell me that you have an app on your phone 
yes. called Random Naughty or whatever the hell it's called. Yes. That that just generates locations around you within an X mile radius. Yes. And then you're supposed to go to these locations and do what? Well, that's the thing. They you, you're you're just supposed to go there. They're, they're, they don't tell you what's there. You know, it's it's just like a. I don't know what you would call it. It's like an adventure or something. You go out and uh, I don't know how, what you, you would call it. But like I said, these weird fucking things come up, you know? And it's like, people are saying, you know, they're putting it, it's random, quote unquote random, but then it goes out into the ether and then it picks out these things, you know, these locations where maybe there was a death that they reported 70 years ago in a newspaper, you know? So it's bringing that story, location, everything through the ether and giving it to you where then you go to the site or something. I mean, it's just crazy. I, see, that's crazy shit. And that is crazy when, shit. I'm not doing that shit. Bodies, yeah, you find it. When it. Hey, Kel, let's go check this out. We go out and there's a fucking dead body or something. Well, A, it never happened because I'm not downloading some random weird ass app on my phone that's going to send me to a random place where who knows what the hell is going to happen. I'm already scary. I don't need this shit too, James. What are you doing to me? What? Well, see, you're always the voice of reason. So where were you before I loaded <laughs> the damn app? So now can't you just delete the app from your phone? It's delete too late. Now it. I have to try it. Oh, well, good luck, brother. You're going to have to let me know how that goes. Yeah, you know. I've, I've been pondering this. You know what? I might we I might have to go and I'll have it on the phone and you can go with me on the phone. We'll do like a yeah, okay, we can do it that way. I'll go with you on the phone. And then if I'm, something happens, you can like see and help for me. a little while until your phone until goes, it drops. Yeah, and all I hear is you ah! know. <laughs> so you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. So for anybody who wants the app, what say it again, James? I'm Spell not it again. sure how you say it. Randonautica or something? But say it. Spell it. R-A-N-D-O-N-A-U-T-I-N-G. How would you pronounce that? Rando nodding. Rando nodding. Rando nodding. Like random routing almost. But random rando nodding. Well, good luck. Okay, well, so yeah, here, let me do it real quick about it. It says uh, it says set your your radius so you have a radius anomalies choosing an anomaly will run an algorithm over your radius what are your anomaly most... choices what do you get to choose from well let's see oh you have to go in and tell you what it is the one looked like it said blind spot Quantum pseudo. Hmm. I'm not doing that. Yeah. No. Well, you go to a blind spot and you go to the quantum pseudo and you let me know how it is. That can be another episode of random bullshit because I'm not going with you because that sounds like some bullshit. Okay, you wanted random? <laughs> I gave it to you. Yeah. So, you can go see all of our past episodes on our website, which is 
that's some crazy shit podcast.com that will link you to all of our social media and all past episodes. And I want to also throw out there, if you don't already know listeners, we are on Amazon Music and Audible. Is that correct? We are big time. Yeah, we, we're getting there, people. Yeah, so we're, Pretty on, soon. we're on all the biggie platforms. You know, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music. Um, so, you know, anywhere that you get a podcast, you can pick up that some crazy shit. Tell a friend. Yeah. Tell two. Yeah, tell a bunch of them. Well, James. You know, you know, you remember that old commercial when they had the shampoo? You tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, and so on. And, so, and they show all the women multiplying. And some people are like, what the fuck is he talking about? You're talking... <laughs> Sorry. More you're talking squirrel. you're talking circa like 1976 <laughs> yeah, <was> a <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you if you don't know wow sorry sorry listeners that's okay well james it's always a pleasure my friend always a pleasure next week we have another riveting episode with another riveting guest and more random bullshit and more random bullshit and we'll see if james goes out on his random whatever, and we'll see what it is. That's it. that's weird. It's gonna, you know, it'd be a trip like if I went out and I got sucked into a portal and then came out at Skinwalker Ranch. Okay. All right, that's all for now. Then I can see where we're going. <laughs> all right, James. Keep your minds open, people. I didn't mean to do that. Hold on. I meant to stop. <laughs> <laughs>